Hey, everybody. Pardon my jerk is back. The podcast where we essentially just summarize other people's podcasts and Instagram accounts. What's up, Dunk? What's going on? That was the best description of our podcast. <laughs> you know, I was, I was, I was driving today. And I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm really starting to find my stroke on the intros here. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you should put that one under the Instagram name. Right? Like, <laughs> the, yeah, just, just the description of our podcast. Just the podcast that essentially summarizes other podcasts and Instagram accounts. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Although, it's, although it is a, um, it has been a soft, like, couple weeks here in terms of uh, other people's podcasts, you know, That's which is not... A- connected everybody to our two-week hiatus just so everyone knows true yeah but what were you saying that was it's a little bit of a downtime you know not much going on in the crossfit world yeah uh yeah this has been a, this has been uh candidly a challenging two months of uh, on the news cycle there you know yeah we get something and then nothing for oh man you know you want to know who's taking advantage of this though yeah, buttery bros are dropping like a video once every three days right now. <laughs> they are they are taking advantage of the downtime. Of what? What are they, I, I don't I don't subscribe to their account. So what are, what are they doing? They just I, they just travel the country. I think they're just like all right, we're gonna drop in at this gym today. We're gonna drop in at this gym tomorrow. Like as long as somebody we can put on our title screen that's they know the name, we're good. I think <laughs> like the last few that they they've done like three or four comp train videos in the last couple of weeks with like Chandler Smith and uh, they did one with Katrin today, I think. So. Hmm. Hey, good for them. Capital- the- capitalizing when the market's down. So all smart I- entrepreneurs do. Yeah. You know, you yeah. know, what, uh, what was it like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg doubled his wealth during uh, the months of COVID. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was, uh, what were we going to talk? Well, we uh we I'm sure it'll come back to me. So, but let's let's just jump into some jerk work, right? So uh, this week's jerk work. You said you had a good one. Yeah, yeah, we did one today. This might be a little bit harder because I just got back from vacation and did a lot of drinking over the last four days. So I was I was definitely feeling the effects. But it's called microchip. It's for time. Fifty calorie assault bike, hundred double unders, twelve hundred meter run, hundred double unders, fifty calorie assault bike. It was gross. It was, I'm not fit enough for that workout to suck for me. Dude, it <laughs> was, it was, uh, I felt fit on the, the assault bike and the double unders. And then the run happened and I don't, my legs were just, they were cinder blocks. I'm a, so. I'm not as good at the assault bike as you are. So that bike would have just been me like parked on the bike for like five minutes. Just Dude, I hit the, I hit the first, that. I hit the first one a little, it took me like, 215 to do it and i felt i felt pretty good getting off doing the double unders with the run man i hit the run and everything in my legs just went uh it was they were heavy got back to the double unders couldn't do double unders and i got on that assault bike and i was just like i don't even want to do this <laughs> i don't want to do this but so uh repeat it again for anybody who missed it 50 calorie assault bike 100 double unders 1200 meter run 100 double unders, 50 calorie assault bike, uh, 35 calories for the women. Nice. So we did one today. All right. Uh, Interesting one. So every two minutes on the minute for 10 rounds, 200 meter run, and 15 thrusters at 75.55. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds atrocious. Yeah. So I did did every round but one. Although to be honest with you, uh, I probably I would I'll put it this way: I was prioritizing speed on those thrusters. So that, that's something that you should do all the time because your thrusters are a little slow. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they are. I was basically doing wall balls. They uh, yeah. My I was like just trying to buy myself as much rest time as humanly possible. Oh so yeah, man. My my range of motion could have been a little a little questionable on a lot of them, oh. but. So you're uh, doing you're doing what we would call a a bro rep. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That that should be the name of that workout. It's just bro rep. (laughs) But uh, it was going really, really good conditioning piece. Like, 
Some Those stuff workouts. I wish I would have done more of like before the open because yeah. just really good, like long, like long duration, high, uh, high intensity. Dude, those workouts are the ones where like you start to feel bad about yourself and you just end up turning it into an AMRAP. And it's just like that, that's when the workout goes bad. Yeah, dude. Man. I was like, I was, I was a starving man wandering through the desert in that workout, just like swatting demons away from my face. Like, <laughs> Cause like, you know how it is. Like, you're like, no, I can't do another. No, yeah, I, I, can't, yeah, no, I yeah. can't. Okay, I can do one more. Like, and you're like, all right, what, if I come in and I have less than 15 seconds of rest, I have to take a round off and you finish and there's 20 seconds and you're like, fuck, <laughs> like I have to do another one now. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah. That, that is a workout where I just, I feel like I would look at it and I'd be defeated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, 10 rounds every two minutes on the minute, you're doing a 200 meter run and 15 thrusters at 75 and 55 pounds. I took one round off. I did have to take one round. So I'm curious about that workout, but I don't want to do it. I wouldn't recommend it. No, yeah, I don't want to at all. So, but I do. I am curious about your 50 cal assault bike for time. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm curious about it. We uh, that is probably the closest to vomiting I've ever. Become. That was like laying on the ground. My face was hot, like couldn't couldn't stand up, and like uh, honestly, what was worse than the actual workout was five minutes after the workout. Oh yeah, dude. And I was like literally like walking around the gym. I'm like, just please stop. Like, just leave me alone. Like that workout, like it it just kept coming back to just haunt me. <laughs> I I've never experienced more pain than a 50 calorie assault bike. Yeah. yeah. Assault bike sprint. Oh, it's and you're right, man. It's just it's 15 minutes of just pure hell. It's like it's like, oh man, that that minute, two minutes of workout, it, it really sucked. But the, the 20 minutes after are far worse. So so much worse. Far worse. So, so that reminds me. So um, speaking of like stuff for big guys, um, I did hear on a podcast the other day, uh, Arm and Hammer's podcast. He brought up something interesting. And uh, you tell me, you weigh in on this. All right. Okay. He goes, so we have adaptive divisions in the open in the game. I think in the games now, right? Too? To some yeah. capacity. Maybe uh, like a... But- I think like that they're doing leg? it. I think that they're doing it this year. Okay, so I don't know if they've done it in the past. So we have adaptive divisions, and there's so there's tons of adaptive divisions. By the way, obligatory. It's awesome. So happy they're doing it. It's really cool. The CrossFit's providing this. Those people are are fucking awesome. But uh, they they have a height adaptive division, right? You saw this. If you're under a certain height. You're considered an adaptive athlete for uh, little people. I did not see that. Okay, yeah. So there's a little people division in uh, in the open. And uh, Armin Hammer brought this up. He goes, if there's an adaptive division for athletes that are short, he goes, there's a strong argument that there should be an adaptive division for athletes over a certain height too. Because he's like, you can make just as strong an argument or a similarly similarly strong argument that an athlete under five feet tall is just as disadvantaged in CrossFit competition as an athlete, say, over six five or over six four. Yeah, the, the, the height for the that would have to be it, it couldn't be like six three. Like it'd have to be like six six or six seven or something. Like six 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 is the bottom floor. I think I think six six is the bottom floor. Because it's like, it's like, you look at you like, okay, you're not a fucking, you're not fucking disabled. No. But at six foot six, you will not win the CrossFit Games. I don't think that, uh, I don't think it should be five. I think it should, what is the, uh, what is the, the legal height to be considered like a midget? Whoa. Whoa. whoa, whoa. Is, that, is that, is that a derogatory it's 2021, term? 2021, bro. Is that a derogatory term? Listen, keep your colorful Kentucky language where it belongs, sir. Okay, well, what's the answer to the question? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I think that should be the that should be the height cutoff. Um, it, should, it shouldn't be five foot. Uh, I don't. I honestly don't know. I don't really want to look it up. I'm not trying. I don't want to read the adaptive athlete portion of the of the rule book. It was just something interesting I heard. I, he said on the podcast under five foot. Yeah, but I think I think you could. Um, 
you could probably justify a, a male under the height of five foot was probably a little person. I mean, I mean, yeah, you can justify it, right? I mean, but I, I mean, they're just—I don't even think that it's possible for them to make it to make any kind of like noise in the games or anything like that. To like, it's like, oh, why am I even really kind of doing this competitively? Dude, a, a male at four foot eleven. First of all, you should be a jockey, but True. that dude is going to be amazing at handstand pushups. Handstand pushups, <laughs> air squats, just pushups. Stupid! How good that guy is going to be at handstand pushups and ring muscle ups. Oh man, can you imagine how good they would have done uh, with the wall walks? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I just I was like an interesting thing I heard this week. I was uh, that I was like, yeah, that's kind of an interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't know about the the, the tall part though, because like I feel like shorter people, that short of people, there's more disadvantages. Like, yeah, like a box jump becomes very difficult. You know, like yeah. an RX box jump. Like yeah, really the a... only, like the only argument you can make for like taller people is just like, oh man, you just got a range of motion problem. Right. You can you can do everything. Right. Yeah, uh, gentleman I follow on Instagram is a little person. Uh, very into very into CrossFit. His name is Mikey Swoosh. Uh, if you're listening out there, Mikey, uh, and uh, he's very into into CrossFit and the competitive side of CrossFit and competing in the adapted division. And uh, I remember he was kind of chronicling his 2019 Open, and the guy loves CrossFit. And he's like, "Yeah, drew a rough one this year uh, for a, oh, for a gentleman of his this. stature because <laughs> he's like uh, the first one was wall balls and rowing, and he's like, yeah, I did my." 19 calorie row and then uh (laughs) 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 and he he took it on the chin he was like he was he was pretty funny about it and he's like you know what are you gonna do and then like the next one if you remember was the one with the uh box step ups so he said this is before they have an adaptive vision and he's a he's an an individual male he's a step on a 24 inch box so he's like yeah "Yeah, shit out of luck on this one (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh, yeah, I think the, uh, the the height definitely just for the shorter people. Not no need for the taller the taller division to have an adaptive division. In my Fair opinion. enough. Fair enough. Unless it's like seven foot, <laughs> then you have like, like we, Boban Marjanovic doing. Yeah, it's like the, uh, Ca- Castro's bringing in a um, a custom rig. He's got to be <laughs> like, uh, you need to be in lane one, bud. Like, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, so uh, I guess I gotta. I guess a more agitated note. So uh, I've had something that's been kind of like grinding my gears, uh, honestly, for like a while now. And uh, I haven't really said a whole lot about it. But uh, the thing I want to talk about today uh, on this podcast during just what's been a very slow news cycle is is sort of my personal sort of op-ed to uh, CrossFit athletes uh, at a high level and CrossFit athletes to a lesser degree at sort of the affiliate level. And uh, a little bit of a gripe I have, and my the basic my basic summary of it is just stop whining. Stop whining. Like I'm just like I'm just, I'm tired of and there's there's a bunch of different sort of perspectives I've I've taken on this, but um or different things I'm kind of referring to here, but the long and short of it is I'm tired of CrossFit CrossFitters getting into CrossFit, doing CrossFit, deciding they are now going to be an athlete and treat it and train like it's a sport and do strength bias programming and a ton of volume now they've decided they want to go to regionals. They want to go to the games. They want to win all the local throwdowns, right? Which is probably the more dangerous route to go. And then when they burn themselves out, injure themselves, then they want to go do other stuff, then turn to social media and drag CrossFit through the mud. And that's kind of what I'm, I'm pretty sick and tired of hearing, you know? So before I continue my soliloquy, why don't you weigh in on it a little bit? I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think it's a problem. Not, it's a problem in all sports right now. Like everywhere you've got people doing this, like NFL is terrible for it. It's like, um, 
every, all these retired guys are just like, well, I played for 20 years and now, now I'm done and now I'm hurt and I don't know what to do. So I'm going to drag it under the, I'm going to drag the NFL under the rug and try and make, make some money off of it or whatever. Um, but I mean, yeah, CrossFit's getting pretty bad too. Or, and even, even with the affiliates where it's like, it's like, Oh man, I didn't have these aches and pains before I started doing CrossFit. I'm like, yeah, but like you don't do any warming up or you don't do any cooling down. Like you don't stretch. You just come in here, you lift and you leave. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's, so yeah, I'll start with like the, at the affiliate level and I'll, I'll work my way off. <laughs> Cause I don't, I hate, I hate being critical of people going on of things going on in the affiliates. Cause the vast majority of everything going on in the affiliates is like wonderful. Right. But there is, there is a minority of people that it's like, I think it's like the competitive athlete, but that's not like that competitive. Like mm-hmm. the athlete, it's like, I want to, I want to do the local competitions and kick the shit out of a bunch of weekend warriors. Yeah. And like, they're like, so I'm going to show up to the gym every day. I'm going to bury myself. I'm going to do all this volume, which by the way, if that's what you like to do, that's fine. Like, cool. Like, that's what I do to myself every single day. You know why? Cause I love to train. I just, I just like, I just like going to the gym every day. I like, I love uh, doing high volume. I love doing high intensity. I just enjoy the training aspect of it. And I always have, you know, but if you're going to do that, don't then come out and walk away from it and say, Oh, well, CrossFit broke me. CrossFit's dangerous because this you're uh, you can't do a high volume, high intensity Olympic lifts without hurting yourself. And it's like, no, correction, you can't do a high volume of Olympic lifts at a high intensity without hurting yourself. Because particularly at the affiliate level, those people, a lot of people out there want to prioritize the competition part of it or the pissing contest part of it. They want to throw like a ton of weight on the bar before they're moving well, or they want to do the workout that they saw wrist froning post before they have the shoulder strength to handle a butterfly pull-up. Yeah. You know, it's like CrossFit didn't break you. You broke you. It's not CrossFit or the brand's fault that you perverse the programming. I don't, yeah. I don't think it's a CrossFit problem. I do. There is problem with like some affiliates, like, like programming, just bad programming. Like Mm -hmm. I've been to a couple gyms where like I tried it out for a week and it was like, there was one gym when I moved out here, I tried out, I think we did four hero workouts in like the one week that I was there and like hard, like bad, like tough hero workouts where it was like, it shouldn't be doing this every day of the week. So I can, I can see where people would complain about like that, like just going in somewhere thinking you're going to get good training. And then like just having like just the luck of the draw, you, you drew a bad one. You drew a bad gym. You walked into a bad gym and, uh, you got, you got kind of buried you didn't know any better, but like the people you're talking about, the ones that want to come in first place at every competition, make a couple hundred bucks, but they're training three, four hours a day with like an online program, a basic generalized online program. And they're getting hurt six months into it because they just, they weren't ready for it or the workouts that they're doing weren't specialized for them or the workouts that they're doing didn't take into account that they've got like a little bit of a nagging knee injury and they were just working through it and it just got progressively worse, you know? Right. I think the, the generalized programming for the, like you said, the weekend, the weekend warriors, the guys that want to train three hours a day, but they're just getting basic knowledge of like programming. I think that that is an issue with some of this, like with people getting hurt and then just dropping out and complaining about that. Sure. And that's, that's the other thing too, that, kind of irks me when you say oh well oh my joints you know my joints just can't handle a thousand reps in a workout you know what i mean or like oh my my uh my shoulder you know just my my knees just not designed to do pistol squats or my shoulders just can't handle this many pull-ups and it's like maybe and obviously like i said maybe you kind of rushed through it and didn't prioritize the scaling of it you know but the other part of that though too is like you know what are you doing to recover? Because I know plenty of people I, I, I have met. I, I want to say like that. I don't want to, I don't want to make it sound like I'm throwing anybody I know personally under the bus. Cause I promise you I'm not, but how many people out there, you know, show up 
the second class is starting or late. They lollygag through the warm up, don't really prioritize. And then it's like, well, what's, you know, the second you walk out of that gym or the second that wad is over, the second the the next day wad has started. Right. Like, what are you doing to sleep? What are you doing? And I think we always look even as, as CrossFitters, we look at food as fuel. But the what you put into your body also affects your body's ability to recover. And you're li li literally the connective tissues in your body are going to break down and not recover as quickly if you're not putting the necessary ingredients back into it. Yeah. If you're eating shit food, your your tissues are going to suffer and be put in a worse situation uh, to cause injury. Sleep is the same way. There's there's hundreds of studies out there saying the less sleep you get, you are putting yourself at exponentially higher risk for injury. Yeah. You know, so there, there are multiple, there are multiple pillars of fitness. What's, what's Bergeron's thing on that? Like the pillars of health or whatever, like the, like the five, I don't know what it is. Five things, five markers of health or whatever. It's like, yeah. it's like training, stress management, recovery, nutrition, whatever. And it's like, we all fall in love with CrossFit and we love the methodology. We love the programming. So we hyper prioritize that single piece of that, that hierarchy of health, but we forget about all the other things that kind of go into play there, right? Like, dude, I tell, I say all the time, like I am a terrible sleeper, yeah, terrible sleeper, man. Like I'm terrible at it. And the fact of the matter is one of the reasons I'm probably not as fit as I could be, or maybe have more aches is like, I just don't sleep well, but that's not CrossFit's fault. That's not the... I would feel like shit if I was playing tennis every day. <laughs> um, you know, Bergeron's thing is Bergeron's five factors of fitness, and it's five factors of fitness: nutrition, exercise, sleep, mindset, relationships. There we go. So I I preach the hell out of that, man. Yeah, it's all the I, first three. Mm. First four. I'm big on the relationships thing. Really? Oh yeah. You know we um, I'm big like the what is it is it mindset mindset recovery nutrition training Nutri and relationships nutrition nutrition exercise sleep mindset relationships yeah yeah i guess mindset we're going to like the stress management portion of things yeah, yeah the relationship thing i mean we we can save it for another time but that's like one of my big um sort of criticisms of our administration our administration's uh handling of covid yeah, that people are, are not wired to be uh, isolated. We're pack animals, man. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I think relationships are important. You know, I mean, if you enjoy the people you work out with, you're going to want to go work out, train, you're going to enjoy yourself more. So. But, uh, but yeah, and then to, to stop beat, I don't want to beat up too much on the affiliate level because what we're talking about is a, is a minority of people that, you know, and I, I get concerned about it because that's like the boots on the ground that like one guy does CrossFit for a year is an idiot, beats the shit out of himself. And now every time he talks to people about CrossFit, his conversation, we've heard this is, yeah, I did CrossFit. It was good, but my body just couldn't handle it, man. Just, just too much on my joints. It's like, like, that's like 50% of the people that like they walk into a CrossFit gym and they don't stick. That's what they're going to say. Yeah. They go back and, to the, they go back to the Globo gym doing whatever they want to do and that's that's exactly what they say about it. it's like it's like it's like oh i just couldn't handle the cardio or I, I don't want to do that much cardio or my knees couldn't take it i couldn't do all the pistol squats even though you only do pistol squats like once every three every like month yeah and it's know? like uh i dude i'll never forget the first crossfit gym i was ever a member at crossfit chambersburg man rocking the shirt today um we had a couple there they were both in their 60s in their 60s they had never exercised a day in their life. Never any exercise regimen. Obviously, they'd exercise. Everyone's exercised. But never been on any kind of consistent regimen ever. Never set foot in a gym. And just on a whim, they decided to try CrossFit. So, side note, they were amazing people. They were incredible. And, uh, and they were consistent four days a week and made all kinds of progress. 
they were the literally the best shape of their lives in their 60s. Yeah. And it's like, you know, Greg Glassman has like a, a famous uh, clip of him with Jason Kalipa after the 2008 CrossFit Games. He's got his arms around Kalipa and he's slapping him on the chest and he goes, this is the product. This is the product. It's like, no, this is the product. Those are people whose, whose lives were genuinely changed positively because of CrossFit. You know, it is funny. It is funny that he he would say that because it goes completely against everything else he says. I know, right? Well, it was a long time ago too, <laughs> yeah. before the games became what they became. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But which is a good segue, because the 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 population that kind of um, frustrates me with this more are sort of the higher. I would say I'm going to say higher level athletes. I'm not going to say games athletes because I feel like the probably the worst perpetrators of this aren't even really generally speaking, high level games athletes, you know, uh, and we've all, anybody out there with social media, you've seen somebody, you've seen somebody put up some long winded cathartic post about there was a time when their body was beaten down and they're, they're um, they've got adrenal fatigue and, you know, they're a, a, all these injuries and then they they stepped away from crossfit and now all of a sudden they're all better <laughs> like everything's good now because i i stopped doing crossfit and those people I'm like first of all like they are a particular annoyance to me because i'm like isn't it funny how most of those people that are having all these issues with crossfit and now want to shit all over crossfit also just weirdly happen to have their own online programming that they're yep, also yep. trying to sell. Yep. Don't do CrossFit because it'll get you hurt. But my programming, it's different. <laughs> There's not as much volume, this, that, and the other. It, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and it's the same thing, man. It's like, it's like, you know, you, th these athletes, like you found CrossFit and for whatever reason you fell in love with it. You know, maybe you were just a person that loves fitness and it just sort of kept growing. Maybe you're a person that's competitive. This was a competitive outlet for you and you decided to pursue that, right? And you're so competitive, you push yourself to the point where it was volume, 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 intensity, 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 Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday, Monday through Sunday. And you, there's a good chance you just reached a point. You just don't like it as much anymore. Yeah. You I know, think, like uh, it's, it's it, and like that's okay. Like it's okay to have a thing that you liked one time, and now you don't like it anymore. But that doesn't mean you that, get, that doesn't necessarily give you license to sort of shit all over that that thing. Which I I mean, I don't know. That's not a good way to word my point. I got. I mean, say what you're gonna say. I got to think about it a little bit. It's just not. It's not fair for like them to go through all this and get no even higher level games athletes, most of them have at least somewhat of a platform to speak on. It's not, it's not fair for them to go through doing all this training, all of this, get the platform and be like, Oh, well, this just isn't, this isn't for me anymore. And now you're going to continue to grow your platform by having these takes that CrossFit is not, not the correct way to go about fitness. There's yeah. I'm just like tired of listening to people complain about being injured and broken down, uh, you know, be a, have adrenal fatigue, you know, it's affecting their mood, it's affecting their mental health, you know, their emotional health, because it's like, well, what you're doing isn't CrossFit. What you're right. doing is, is a sport, and this is the training for a sport. Yeah, well, right? I, and, I, well, we do the one hour to two hours a day. That's more along the lines of what CrossFit is, as opposed to five, six, seven hours a day, constantly thinking. I think the mindset thing that we mentioned earlier, I think a lot of these people are like, they get so competitive with it. It's like, they can't, there's no off switch. It's like they train and then they don't stop thinking about, it's like, oh, well, I could have done this better or this, this better. Or I, I, I ate the piece of bread today. So like, I'm going to have to work out a little bit harder tomorrow. It's like, they don't ever shut off the, uh, the, that, that training, that competitive switch that they've got in their head. And that that's what causes some of the burnout in my opinion. But you know what's with some of those with the, some of those athletes though, and so much obviously this so much. I'm I'm pretty old school with like my CrossFit fanhood and and all that with the way I came up. But 
one of the things you saw pretty commonly, and even Fraser said this, and we're going to talk about Fraser. Um, you have to love what you're doing. Yeah. If you are doing, if if you are doing this strictly for the the supposed notoriety that you believe it gives you in a very niche market, unless you're one of like four athletes that like normal people know about, right? Right. Like it's not, it's it's not going to be enough. Like one of the things Josh Bridges will say, or, or people say when they talk about Rich Froning, is like they just love to train. They, they just love this shit. Like, they're like, Rich would be doing what he's doing right now, even if no one was paying attention and he didn't have the money on it. The dude just loves the grind. You know what I mean? And I think there's certain athletes, and we've talked about this in the past, where it's like, I think you fall in love more with the notoriety and the clout that you believe this platform gives you than you do with just the actual process itself. Yeah. You know, and I mean, go ahead. I mean, you look at Josh Bridges now. I mean, he says he's not retired, but like, he's not going back to the games. He's not. He, he's training because he wants to be in good shape. He's got other like he he likes he likes putting in the work. Like he wants to do the boxing thing. So like, it's just he's going to continue to do it. You know. Yeah, I guess the my the the long and short of my point is stop blaming a methodology that you perversed and bastardized for the way you feel. Because like, you know what I mean? It's it'd be like I bought like a, it'd be like I went out and bought a Chevy Cavalier, put rocket engines on it, drove two hundred miles an hour everywhere, wrapped it around a telephone pole, and then I went out and told everybody, "Don't buy Chevy Cavaliers; they're dangerous." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that's, you're that's the one, one being irresponsible, so it's really not fair for you to have these to for you to put out to your platform, all like you know, what I mean? and, and then try to then parlay that into a business at the expense of something else because i'll tell you i've done and looked at a lot of those programs it's like i'm looking at what you're doing it's just crossfit <laughs> it's just crossfit a lot of times it's just crossfit but just a dumbed down version of it yeah you know and everybody anybody that knows their shit and anyone that's been doing it long enough will tell you crossfit is not magic the pro programming is overrated the magic is in the movements. Yeah, I think. Uh, I, think I think some of the problem though with like the, the, the generalized programming, they they give it to you, and they, they base it off of their athletes, like their their elite athletes or whatever. But then, like, say I wanted to do it, it's like I would have to do all of that in one training session, and I'm sure a lot of other people do it too. So that I think that right. adds into the fact that it's just running down like people are getting injured because of it because of this generalized stuff because they, they don't have time there's not enough hours in the day to do that but people think that they need to because that's what the professionals are doing mm -hmm. i still don't think that's not a crossfit problem that's just a people problem it's like like people just they don't they don't put the thought into it you know but it's something else that crossfit gets blamed for yeah yeah i know I people know, I and people look at misfit athletics programming and this is this is not a dig on Misfit Athletics. Like they do, like what they're doing is awesome. For what they're doing, what they do is awesome. Yeah. But people look at that and they're like, oh, this is CrossFit. Right. You know, yeah. no, there's a thought that goes through my head. I would probably say twice a week. I probably think about this twice a week as the person who writes all the programming for myself and the people that I train with. Back in my Globo Gym days, body bodybuilding days. I would do legs once a week, back once a week, biceps once a week, triceps once a week, chest once a week, shoulders once a week, essentially. I might do a split where I do all that twice a week, but with less volume. Yeah. And I think about it all the time. I'm like, back in the bodybuilding days, I would do, say, legs on Monday, and I wouldn't do legs again until Friday or the following Monday. But if you go and look at competitive programming, competitive programming X, look at their programming and look how many times a week they are squatting. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The volume is mostly spread out. Mm -hmm. But if you actually were to go through and count the reps that they're doing in a week, just of a specific movement archetype, the squat, the overhead 
excuse me, that's going to sound great on the audio. Uh, the squat, the overhead press. We're talking hundreds, if not thousands, over a thousand reps in a week. And how many athletes are going through and counting that? You know what I mean? Or how many athletes are like looking at like, oh man. And the and the even better thing is the wonderful thing is I know I've met so many athletes that it's like I have no problem going out and getting the massage or getting the dry needling or getting cupped. But it's like, well, have you tried putting your phone away at 8 p.m. and getting eight hours of sleep? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, or, like, or sitting down and doing 30 minutes of stretching. Right. You know? wake up in the morning and, and do, do mobility every day for a month. Yeah. And I can tell you from personal experience and I can tell you from the personal experience of others who have told me, they're like, dude, you have no idea what that will do to your body. Just doing Ramwad or GoWad or some online like yoga app for 30 days, every single day, you have no idea what that will do to your body. I need to take that advice myself. It's no shit, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, cause it's not, it's not just the recovery part of it too. Right. You know, Matt Fraser talked about with Justin Medeiros, you know how I can tell Justin Medeiros is going to be the real deal. Holyfield for the next 10 years in this sport, because he moves exceptionally well. So if you prioritize something that's going to help you move exceptionally well, it's going to be amazing how much less shitty you feel after a workout. And there's less room for injury, the better you move. Right. And I want to make sure, like, I'm, we, we said we were going to talk about Fraser. So, because you brought it up pre-show, I feel like you're coming after Fraser. And I'm actually doing the opposite. Yeah. Now, I know you have a different opinion of it, but I want, to, I want to make sure I'm very clear. I had a lot of negative stuff to say about Matt Fraser when he first retired. But he has been the opposite of this in the sense that he's like, I want to walk away from CrossFit on good terms. And I don't hate it. So I can continue to be a part of this community and a contributing member of this community, which to a degree he has been, you know, and he, he hasn't been a negative ambassador to the CrossFit community besides one thing that we made a podcast about. Um, And even then there's an argument that he wasn't, you know? So I actually appreciate the position he's come from. um, And I appreciate that he's like, I'm doing CrossFit competitor programming but it's going to be smartly done and we'll see. But it's like a lot of what you're seeing with you, it's like, this is, we need to, I almost want to sit here and say the CrossFit games or like shouldn't even be called CrossFit anymore because what you see on main site or what you see in most CrossFit gyms, giving you a one hour class is not going to prepare you for that. Not even close. Not even close. Not, Not at this point in time. It might have 10 years ago. Maybe, but yeah. So please. No, I think, uh, I think, well, I don't think I haven't had too much of an issue with anything that Fraser's done since he's left. I think, uh, I think he just, he doesn't care to be a CrossFit ambassador. So mm-hmm. it's like, he has what he, he's got his gripes with it. He's going to say it. It's, and it is what it is. Like if people don't like it, then it's fine. But I mean, largely he's been pretty positive about everything since he's left. So and it, it wants to stay in the community and the space. So releases this programming. And uh, like I said, so it was just the one, the one questionable time that he had where it was self-admittedly like he was starstruck and kind of just didn't know, wasn't prepared and just kind of was just, just talking. Right. You know? Yeah. It's just, it, it's just this kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's been one of these, this has been kind of like on, like on my mind for a while. It's kind of something I wanted to get off my chest and I'm like, you know, maybe, maybe a part of me is just like, gets kind of annoyed with like the, like the cathartic, like blog entries people put up on Instagram and Facebook. Like it's also, you know, but like, that's the world we live in now. Everything, oh, I know. those things like you, you go put up a post, like, like just praising CrossFit and nobody's going to look at it. But like the second somebody puts up being like, shows a dislocated shoulder because they, they did a hundred butterfly pull-ups or whatever. The second day they walked into the gym, people are going to click on it and people are going to read it and people are going to share it. Yeah. That's just the world we live in now. Yeah. Like uh, one of the things like uh, that Ryan Fisher said on, on that seven podcast, they, uh, I appreciated 
and I have mixed feelings on a lot of stuff he says, but one of the things I appreciate, he was like, yeah, I just designed my program just because I love, he goes, I love the movements. I love the conditioning. I love the intensity. He goes, I have a hard time handling the barbell. And uh, he goes, I've had a lot of injuries, but he goes, I was fucked up way before I found CrossFit. He goes, and because I was fucked up before I found CrossFit, I just can't handle like a lot of the stuff that, that is commanded of the sport itself. But he goes, I still just love to train. So yeah. I want to keep that intensity. Yeah. So, but he, but he, he just scales things that he can't do. And he still does the, what he needs to do to be in good shape and run a successful CrossFit gym. Right. And he's I'm sure largely, and he still gets to do, he still has a physical capacity to do whatever he wants. And he's still fucking jacked. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's what, like he's a, like he's a aesthetic CrossFitter. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like that's he programs to look good. He doesn't program to, he doesn't program to win the games. He, he's like, ninety nine percent of the people that come into my gym are gonna want just they just want to look good. We live. He lives in California. They want to look good on the beach. He's like, so I'm gonna program for people to do that. Right. And for the record, I have no issue with that. Like, it's totally okay. Like I said earlier, like, it's totally okay if you want to be fit and do different stuff. It's totally okay if you do CrossFit. You like it for a while, and then you're like, I want to do something else. And it's okay if you come back. Yeah. You know what I mean? The fact that the important thing is like, are you like the important thing is like, are you doing things to be healthy, take care of your body, take accountability uh, for your own health? You know, are you are you training and eating with intention? That type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. As long as you're doing that, awesome. I just I I don't I just don't like like the what's the there's gotta be there's like an expression for like picking yourself up by stepping on, on someone else type of thing. You know what I mean? Or just like, I just get tired and more than anything, honestly, than that, it's like, I'm just tired of listening to the whining. Like Dude, it, it's just the, the clickbaity nature that we live in now, man. It's just people want to complain all the time because that's going to get more people to feel sorry for. Them. And by the way, the irony is not lost on me that I'm making a podcast <laughs> whining, <laughs> whining about, other people whining like that's my solution to it oh man <laughs> like i'm gonna fix the world sure. by also bitching about it <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah uh, the, the irony is not lost to me but uh but yeah man um like that's my that's kind of like my my sort of my biggest gripe with it and like you know you're you walk away from the and you're like everybody says like like this is a story we've all heard like they walk away from being a competitor or competition walks away from them. And then they want to tell everybody, Oh my gosh, I was just so miserable. Oh, I, I hated going to the gym every day. Oh my gosh. I, I was dreading looking at my programming every day. It's like, bro, that was your, that's your decision. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, go ahead. Hey, that's the problem though. Cause like, yeah, that stuff probably does suck like doing that, but that's you started CrossFit to be an elite athlete and that's just what it takes, but that's right. what it takes in every single sport. Like you want to like be a strong man, just go listen to them talk and they will complain all day about how shitty it is to eat as much <laughs> as they have to, to be great at what they do. But it's like, it's just what they do. It's what you have to do. But like, yeah. that's, a con- that's a conversation you don't need to have with somebody with a camera in your face or um, on your, your comment section or <clears throat> a caption below a picture on your Instagram account, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, that's the conversation to... you have. That's the conversation you have between like you and me. It's like, oh man, I really don't want to do this today. It sucks. I'm not looking forward to it, but like that should, should be remain private. Right. And it's like, by the way, you don't, you never heard Matt Fraser say that. You never yeah. hear Katrin David's daughter say that. You never, you know, you never hear Ben Smith say that. Like you never, excuse me, you never hear that from her. Right. Right. Because they're the elite athletes. They have the mindset for it. They fucking get it. Yeah. And, you know, but, um, you know, it's interesting. I was, I was listening to Julian Pinot speak. This is like years ago, a couple years ago. And he was, he was talking about, uh, so he's French and uh, he lives somewhere. I think it was in Utrecht. And uh, he was speaking about like, about the state of CrossFit. He's not a CrossFit guy, but he works with like CJ Martin and uh, other instant CrossFit athletes. And he goes, and they're just talking about the state of the sport. And he, and he goes, I believe that 
uh, CrossFit in Europe will surpass the Globo Gym model because I think it's going to grow to that in Europe to that degree. And he goes, we in in America, we've had this sort of full circle sort of experience because we've had it for so long that we had the discovered it main site programming, doing kettlebell swings and running in the park that like the, the, the fire breathers era. And he goes, then we had the, you know, the, we're all designing our own programming and we're all, everybody wants to go to the games. And we had everybody, everybody's trying to go be a competitive athlete. And then everyone realizes you don't want to be a competitive athlete. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had the whole sort of like 2011, 2012, 2013 era of like realizing, hey, there's a partition between this. You have CrossFit and then you have the sport of functional fitness and there's a separation. But we've, it's been here long enough for us to sort of come full circle. And Julian made an interesting point, and he goes, CrossFit hasn't existed in Europe to the degree that it has in the United States for quite as long. And he's like, they haven't had that experience yet. He goes, so in Europe, and I'm just based 100% of this is based off of what he said. He goes, to them, that is CrossFit. Like the misfits, the mayhem athletes, the uh, name, name somebody else, uh, proven fitness, Tom whoever trained, else, uh, whatever. Um, training think tank, yeah, comp train. He's like, that is to them what CrossFit is go in, bury yourself, post an Instagram video of what your best lift was for that day. Go home injured, broken, and fatigued. You're saying that about Europe? Yeah, he's saying that's what it is in Europe. It's hmm. not good. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good at all. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, it's so funny that it's like, uh, dude, Greg Glassman laid this all out for us years ago. Years ago. Like in the 90s. You know, it was all already there for us. And uh, what made me think of this, what made me have to have this thought is when you mentioned Josh Bridges. And you're like, yeah, now Josh Bridges just loves to train. And he uses, he builds that in a way to give him opportunities to do other cool shit. Right. You know, and it's like, we all forgot that the whole point, the whole point was never to be the best exerciser. The whole point was for us to use our fitness or how we, the methodology for improving our fitness to give us the opportunity to do cool shit that we love, that we enjoy and get us out of the gym. You know what I mean? Right. right now, like a priority as my priority has shifted to some degree to like, I'm going to have a kid someday or I have a kid now. And someday that kid's going to want to run around and play outside and wrestle and climb trees and play wiffle ball. You know, so that's important for me. It's like not be broken when I'm 50. Right. You know, and it's like somewhere that kind of got lost in the weeds. And it's like when you decide you want to train like a competitive athlete, well, you're going to sign up. You just you now just signed your waiver for the pitfalls of being a competitive athlete. Right. I mean, it is a professional sport. Like you're going to put your body through some stuff. If that's right. the route you want to take. It's interesting that you brought up football because I want to say like it's I was, I was just thinking it's like, well, you know, nobody plays basketball, sprains their ankle and then tell, goes around and says, uh, well, basketball is unsafe, everybody. Yeah. Even though but, like it's like, yeah, if you play a sport five times a day every day, it's like you're going to get hurt. But it's like funny because football is kind of also in this conversation. That's just because of all of like the uh, the major sports. Football is easily the worst paid. Like basketball, baseball. I guess I'd be hockey would probably be the worst. But like Hockey's of the three major sports, and they beat like, the shit out of them almost as bad as football is. Yeah, yeah. But like, but I don't know what goes on behind the scenes or what like their their pension program is or what kind of insurance they get after they retire. But like. These guys complain because, especially back in the 70s, it was like they almost had to work another job. And now that they're like, 
they're just messed up. Like they're, they're broken. They hurt all the time. It's like, they've got nothing better to do than try and get money from the NFL. But it's like, man, you signed up for this. You wanted, you could go back, go back in to 1970, whenever, and you would play football again, a hundred times out of a hundred, even knowing what's wrong with you right now. What's Dana White say? Dana White says about the UFC. This is not a career. This is an opportunity. Yeah. You know, and you know, you have, an, you have an exceptional opportunity to have, you know, to have these stories, have this notoriety, potentially make some money. Now, obviously, the money is dramatically better now than it was 20, 30, 40 years ago, you know. But, you know, I don't want to dive too deep into it because that's a that is a complicated co- conversation to have. And there's there's a lot of moving parts there. But at least in this modern era of football. Uh, where they have taken steps to make it safer. It's like, what are you going to tell me? You wouldn't do it all over again? Right. Yeah. You, there's not there, – with the exception of, like, one out of 50 people, they're all going to do it again. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I would probably say that's the, the, the extent of what I wanted to get off my chest. I, I got to tell you, I hate being so negative. Like, I, 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 uh, I don't like being super negative publicly like that, but – I also always said I, I wanted to prioritize honesty first and I wanted to, I always wanted to be honest. And that's just kind of been something that's kind of been on my chest. I'm curious if anybody out there sort of shares sort of the same opinion or just thinks I'm being an asshole, <laughs> probably the latter. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think? You have any parting, I mean, party words, anything uh, else we didn't get in? I mean, I agree with you on, on pretty much everything. I, I really, uh, I don't like the way that like, all people are right now with just complaining about everything. If it doesn't go your way, let's complain about it. Like, right. It's everybody else's figure, fault. Let's not figure out how to like work through it. Let's just complain mm-hmm. about it and blame right. somebody else. Right. How it's not, how am I going to take accountability to make this situation better? I'm going to blame everybody else for not making it better for me. Or right. it's, it's somebody else's fault that my situation sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, this is a much larger conversation about just life in general. Right. As opposed to just CrossFit. So, right. Yeah. I'm all, I'm over the complaining, the blaming other people for things that you, you can't do or you, you failed at. You know, my friend, the unfollow button is so liberating. (laughs) Let the, let the unfollow set you free. (laughs) That is true. It's impossible to get away from it all, though. Yeah. No, (laughs) you're right. But uh, that's a wrap for me, then, brother. Uh, Thanks for jumping on tonight, man. Uh, to listeners, thank you for listening. Those of you that did listen, sorry for the hiatus. Uh, we are going to get back to being more consistent for you. We got some cool shit coming down the pipeline, so please stay tuned in. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out on Facebook, and we will be back very soon. Night, everybody.